0: Hello, this is Dan Jolin and I love everything to do with tabletop gaming, so here I am on Board Chitless
1: Hey there Chitheads and welcome back to another episode of Board Chitless. I'm Lecky and this week I'm joined by Sam and Tristan. And this week, we've been playing Great Western Trail. So we might as well, we've got nothing else to talk about. So we might as well just talk about the game. So.
2: Um, should, I should we do it in the right order this week and like give an overarching idea before we
1: get into the actual details or just. Nope. Let's, let's, discuss, let's discuss strategy and then talk about what game it is. Do it like, do it backwards. So tell everyone who won and then don't tell them why and then talk um, about what happened halfway through the game before we say anything about any sort of general mechanics or anything like that.
2: I won. it's am not same why? <laughs> Yeah. And also something happened halfway through where we realised that I shouldn't have won.
1: You really shouldn't have, to be honest.
2: It's still a valid victory. Remember, the
0: rule is if we cock something up, then carry on playing and fix it next time.
1: Definitely. Winning. Wow. Well, a little bit louder. <laughs> Don't tempt me. So, um, yeah. So, Great Western Trail, it's it's basically, um, it can't get any more euro in its um, sort of mechanisms, can it Really? So the theme behind the game is that every player plays a rancher. You're in the 19th century America and you're very slowly getting a big herd of cattle from Texas to Kansas, sending them off on the train to market, coming all the way back to Texas and mincing and repeating for about seven or eight rounds until your cowboy character then. I imagine... Dies of old age or retires. It's <laughs> a bleak and ending. There, and made. Like Mine retired because he made like about one hundred and fifty dollars um, <laughs> and went off into the sunset. Um, each player's so there's a board in the middle, and then each player's got a player board, which you've got various markers covering loads of abilities. Over the course of the game, you start to send those out onto the board, um, claiming various train stations. Um, various um, locations geographical locations across america and then you're trying to build um buildings within the map itself for more victory points you're trying to increase your herd of cattle for victory points you're then trying to add extra bits and pieces to the game for victory points everything you do is just chasing victory points really isn't it point salad yeah it's- Oh, hugely, hugely so. And then um, the game probably breaks down into a couple of different stages, really. You've got this race across the board where you're trying to negotiate your cattle along, you're trying to sell some off, replace them, buy some more market on the way. Then you actually get to the train station at Kansas City and then you're loading them up, you're sending them off. Um, Something really bizarre happens with trains that I couldn't get my head around at all until <laughs> the last round. Um, So we'll let Tristan describe that a little bit later. And then, um, and yeah, and you just keep tightening up victory points until someone wins pretty much game in a nutshell so what did everyone think of it did we have fun this evening yes yes excellent <laughs> pretty <laughs> complete join us next time on Port <laughs> what did you think Like, I really enjoyed it um, even though I didn't really get the game until about halfway through um, I think the first I think w- you're using that as a crutch I think you got the game i just played it very badly <laughs> you didn't it- cheat well enough was the problem no, well, I didn't treat as well as you, who was just blatantly cheating, and then telling us you were cheating.
2: Sam just had very fast trains, that's all. I um, was
1: very open about it. Sam was the retcon king for this game, but it's the first game that we played of this particular game. It's not the first game we played ever. It'll be a terrible podcast at <laughs> episode 17. We're like, we tried a game, and it was all right.
0: There's quite There's quite a lot of moving parts to this. I think that's what's different from, for example, the euroy type games that we've been playing recently like viticulture and euphoria and stuff which are they are kind of worker placements so you place a worker and you do the thing Uh, and in this you've got your you've got your cowboy traveling through the land uh going to locations and doing an action and doing a bunch of different actions there's quite a lot to process Uh, you've got your train chugging along um to different stations which you're pushing up a longer train track throughout the game, repairing stations as you go and collecting victory points. You're also doing a little bit of deck building in that your herd of cattle, you're trying to build a deck of decent cards. And I have to say, (laughs) I do enjoy this game, but it's probably the least interesting deck building ever. (laughs) Like You've got (laughs) green cows, blue cows, yellow cows, red cows purple cows <laughs> was you like any more cows, and, bla- and, black
1: and, cows. And Leckie, what was that point you made about there should be flavour text on the cow, cow? <laughs> I went, <It's> literally <laughs> you're, you're laughing as though it's being glib moo it says you your laugh as though it's being glib but I, I genuinely thought because um, all the cows like yeah it was it basically it was like this is a purple card with four victory points on it yeah. and a cost
0: justify those victory points
1: but no but it was like here, it, this, this is, cow comes from yeah it wagyu it's, yeah it's like wagyu it's massage and f- <laughs> making theater. making these up now but it's like a jersey wrangler or a um aberdeen shire belt edge and, <laughs> <laughs> and, Handbagging but, and like, yeah, but like they would obviously like put like the um the designer um had obviously put some thought into what breeds were available at the time and what, you know, ranches were doing. And I thought it would be nice. I mean, it's probably too Euro too kiki. But like, you know, just put a line on there saying like, you know, these cows were great for hide. Oh, like, you know.
0: the very pretty pictures well, of cows. Well known for it's their like cows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, there could, could have been something more interesting there, couldn't there? It could have been like travelers or, you know, the stuff that you picked up along the way. Tobacco. It, it, whiskey. It,
1: also, some cows. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Pfister, the dev- um, the designer of the game. He he's gone in hard on the rancher theme and he's not moving for anything. No. So and there's, there's not even there's not even a pistol inside this cowboys. No, well, it's it's not about that, is it? It's about it's no Stetson's. It's about driving cattle through fords and across valleys until you hit Kansas. So, there's you know, no gunfights.
0: Yeah. The Indians, as they're called in this game, the Native Americans are called Indians in this game, but they're peaceful. You trade with them
2: and steal their teepees (laughs) well you collect them it says negotiate
1: you negotiate with them so yeah Yeah. (laughs) well okay fair enough so the theming from the deck is very bland the deck building yes it could be more interesting in terms of like abilities and stuff but it does what it does very well like at the end of the day
0: There's, there's probably no other game that builds cow decks better than
1: Great Western Trail so well, someone's going to end up on Facebook and be like, well, you've never played Farmers <laughs> of the Fjords. Top, tr- top Trump's cows. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That'll probably exist. If it doesn't exist, I'm making that game. <laughs> Cow Trump's. <laughs> so, anyway, we digress. We digress. So, um, the so the deck, I suppose, is just a mechanism for mass. It's, it's it, really? yet
0: another, isn't it? Another thing yeah. that you're sort of tracking. So, you've got your moving your cowboy, building your deck. Uh, pushing your train along, selling the cattle, yeah. building your buildings as well, collecting yeah, yeah, workers. Yeah. But workers in this game, the, you don't place the workers as like actions. They just help you do more stuff. Like the more engineers you have, the faster your trains can go. Yeah. So, unless um, you, Sam, we, as you can tell, as you can tell from the <laughs> discussion, in which case just going yeah. fast anyway.
1: As you can tell from the discussion when we were like playing the game and talking about the game, we were very much zeroed in on the rancher ability. So like the cowboys would be moving cows along, but there you'd also be placing them into like your worker track. And then when you get to these like local markets, I suppose meet other people on the road and say, that's a lovely cow, may I buy it? The more cowboys you've got, the better skills you're identifying them and getting a good price. So they'll bring them down or like, um, they'll make more high value cards available. There was also an engineer and a craftsman. So the craftsman would build buildings and then the engineer would help you move your train along. Um, or do some up with these stations. Now we just kind of ignored them as like flavour and was just like, yep, yeah, it's it's cowboys moving cows all the time. And these things are just incidental to like selling the cows or whatever. But in actual fact, I think it's probably a three point theme, isn't it, where you've got like the ranchers moving cattle and herding them. Then you've got the crafters actually building settlements and stuff and populating America. And then you've got the engineers building like these you know, fancy um coast to coast railway lines and prospecting across. I don't think it that theme's missed in the game. I think we just missed it. It seems that, like your, your game boards um controlling multiple elements of uh, like American culture in the 19th century. But we're just like cows are pretty and we're moving them. <laughs> I don't think it's making I, much sense for, I, we Well, know. I think that, it's just cool you You've got you've got the
0: the art is on the cards, so like, yes, that's where your eyes drawn and also to the board. The board is really pretty. In that's fact, it's a game. 100 based on seeing somebody post a picture of the board on yeah. Facebook, and I went want, and um, and and so and I think yeah I think the theme is there as much as it is in any Euro, um, but because the because the way you build your deck, you're looking at your hand of cards every turn. The overriding thing that's jumping out of you isn't cowboys, engineers, trains, and stuff. It's yeah. it's cows. <laughs> but, but maybe that's because I'm naturally more inclined towards cards than the rest of the stuff. The theme oh, is implemented definitely that. Yeah, very yeah. well. And because all those pieces because all those different elements hinge together, it'd be a pain in the bum to try and re-theme it as something else because it relies on developing the train track, yeah, um, herding your cattle and all that kind of stuff. And if you said, Oh, you could just reskin it as Star Wars, <laughs> you know, you'd be really hard pressed <laughs> to then sort of uh, come up with ways. So I think it's one of those where the theme and the mechanics yeah, yeah. dovetail really well. And I think in that respect it's it's sewn together quite. Yeah elegantly.
1: I mean the only thing that I can say in rebuttal would be that the railway track would definitely be the trench run if you were to <laughs> Okay, here we if, go. If Alexander. <laughs> the cows would be X-wings. <laughs> Alexander, if you're listening and you want to do reskin it, then this is how you do it. <laughs> Grab your notepad. But um yeah, the what what I found was um with the game that sort of it confused me, it's the layers of complexity of the game and me being very literal. So what I struggled with was the the um, railway track so the basic mechanic is that your cows all have a certain value. If you get more than one certain type of cow in your hand, so you've got two jerseys in your hand, then you can only score one of those. They don't multiply. So your hand's sort of overinflated. And you need to try and get rid of one and swap it with it. you want a unique... range of different exactly, types. yeah. So by the time you get to Kansas, you tot up all those unique cards, and then they tell you their overall total will tell you how far you can actually send the cows away so if you've got a total of 12 you can go to like Puerto Rico if you've got 18 you can get to San Francisco but what I sort of got confused with was if I send my the the train track also acts as like a little racing game so you've got stations at intervals and you can sort of run ahead and try and claim stations and get victory points that way but I was getting confused so I was sending my train down to like San Francisco, thinking, oh my God, this is going to get really expensive. We're going to need 18 coins to pay for it so I can send my cows to San Francisco. And then I'd show my deck when I got to Kansas and I'd have like $4 worth of cows. And Tristan's like, well, maybe you can get to the corner shop. <laughs> it's like, no, but I've got all this money. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't work like that. I, I blame whoever taught you the game. No, I don't think <laughs> it was I don't think it was that. I think it's because um, each element of the game does about three different things, unless it's, you know, a tracker. So I just sort of looked at each of the elements as they did one thing, and then sort of like slowly came to realise that they didn't. But you know, it's still fun. There's a lot to juggle. It's, it's an awful. It's quite a complicated game, isn't it? In terms of uh, wait, waiting, and yeah, what's in going terms on. in terms of what you do in a turn, it's it's fairly simple. You
0: move your cowboy, you do your actions, and uh, then you draw back up to your hand size. So, but it's it's all the complexity that comes with that. Once you drill down to like the local actions on each building the fact that you can pass and do your own set of actions and you also have your player board which you're leveling up as you go yeah so each time you sort of put a disc down on a train station you can then unlock a new ability for your
2: little yeah it, your ranches i guess it it did feel like quite a steep learning curve though so it, we were all quite slow initially and like and about a third of the way through we just suddenly clicked, and the turns went from taking about ten minutes each to yeah, yeah, like it's... just a minute in some games. Like we were just whizzing through them, yeah. Because you, you you recognize all the symbols, you'd been round once or twice. You start recognizing everything. You knew what you wanted to do. You knew what you needed. Then towards the end of the game, you started to slow down a bit more when you were trying to yeah. get the most, most points like, out of your turn, yeah, like the so AP. More AP then. But you, you it
0: that's really kind clicked. of how euros go, isn't? It? When you're doing those point ones and you're trying to maximize your turns first
2: of all you're trying to figure out what's going oh, yeah, on completely it always works out that way towards the end yeah. but early on it was that sort of light bulb moment of actually yeah. it's everything gelled quite well together there wasn't it was just understanding how those pieces yeah. worked individually uh and then it, the flow really picked up and the speed yeah. really picked up it was a lot
1: it became more entertaining, I think, then, because <laughs> it was just a bit more of a laugh, like, yeah, going around. And there was, like, um, the third turn retconning, wasn't there? Like, the entire third turn just seemed to be, like, one massive retcon <laughs> where we'd all agree that we didn't really do what we wanted to and we'll just <laughs> turn a blind eye for a sort of... <laughs> changing sort of board, um, board state around a little bit. What I liked as well about it was um, everything's done with iconography, isn't it? They've taken a very much, like, a Stonemaier game sort of approach to how the game's laid out, so there's a lot of buildings that look quite complicated because you'll go in it and then it'll just be like pitches and arrows and little circles and stuff. But once you've worked out what two or three of those things do, you can sort of work out the other ones quite easily. And I think we only have to consult the rule book like once or twice for stations, which themselves are quite unique in terms of like how the icons work in the rest of the game. So yeah. the game's quite easy to pick up from that point of view. And, and the quite th- nice The design of those icons
2: was quite clear as well. Like we Yeah. When we first started the... Uh, Draw a card and discard a card in one icon. Actually, is quite simple and quite clean. Yeah. So when you're seeing it, you like you instinctively know when you see the same icons used for other actions.
1: It's like, oh, I know what I'm doing. It. Yeah. You know, just a green arrow and a red arrow. It's. Yeah, it's it like very simple communication through design, wasn't it? Really. Yeah. And they weren't too big as well. It's like because sometimes you see things like that on cards, and they you know, the, the icons themselves are quite big or too small. Yeah. And these, they seemed like a good size. They weren't intruding on the artwork. They weren't like. Hogging the tile, and the tiles didn't seem to be any bigger than they needed to, and even did the meeple just just a little bit of art on it. And yeah, it's just, just really well considered. Yeah, quite well designed. Yeah. I respect out, the artwork itself is like um ubiquitous to euros, isn't it? You know, it's like looking at a copy of like um Agricola or Viticulture. You know, lovely, cute little like mountains and stuff. It's, it looks like a big, wide area, but at the same time, it's got like its nice little details. That was nice. Lots of wooden bits. <laughs> Loads of wooden bits, which yeah, you know, it feels like you get your money's worth when there's <laughs> loads and loads of little pe- bits and pieces like that. It was nice to have a euro that sort of like the mechanism behind like the drive of the game was card based, um, rather than just having like here's twenty meeple's and try and get them out on the board and then do a sort of worker placement area control thing. So it just felt a bit different from that point of view.
0: Yeah, the actions were quite interesting, weren't they? There was yeah. like move your train backwards to, to destroy a card from the game kind of thing, and yeah, some some of them if you unlock those, those actions, because you only start off with a couple of basic actions like gain a gold or draw and discard a card kind of thing. Um, but then depending on which areas of your board you choose to unlock, you may or may not uh, get to certain abilities and some of them are slightly more interesting than others. You could push yeah. your train further along the tracks by paying money or, um, yeah, p- pay your deck down kind of thing, which you did quite heavily, Lucky. You yeah, but- so sort of, your deck by the end of it was a lot tighter because you'd got rid of all the crappy cards out of it and focused on like the bigger victory point cards whereas i think me and sam spent less time doing that yeah although it's something i always want to do in deck building games is get rid of the chaff sort of thing (laughs) yeah um but the game also gives you uh building tiles that you can go to and actions where you can actually use the chaff card so even in the last turn of the game if you draw like a cow cow that's worth one one on the jersey cows there's still about three or four different locations on the board where that's useful yeah and you can go and trade them away for uh, coins or certificates and things like that
1: yeah that's right um when you're working through that sort of race across america to get the cattle to kansas at the first few rounds it feels very much like you're trying to actually find cattle and build it up but then sort of like midway through towards the end of the game it's all about hand manipulation so me and tristan we spending most of our actions instead of using the um actual icons that are on the buildings we were sort of like, you can't elect to use one of your sort of um, auxiliary actions from your player board. So we were doing that to like discard a card and bring a new card in or move your train back one and burn a card. Um, Sam, I think, was just using it to buy more and more victory points hungrily. And he would like, you actually won by quite a margin in the end.
2: Yeah, well it was because I spent a lot of my
1: early game buying
2: up expensive cows. And then all of the um, objective cards coming out were, oh, if you've got lots of. A mixture of cows then you win it and it turned out I had like the perfect number of cows at the end it was perfect storm quite weirdly and that, that i didn't even cheat at that bit to be fair <laughs> um but yeah going back to your earlier point about like the 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 rubbish the starting cards the cheap cost because it's not just the buildings themselves but some of the locations have um abilities underneath the building so you put the tower yeah. on top but then you can use these one cost cards to gain certificates which is improvements to your cows, basically, um, and gain gold for it, as well as the action on the cards. So it's a way of, as you're moving across, you traveling from Texas to Kansas, you start off and you draw your hand back up after discarding it all down the first time. You end up with six, well, four cards to start with, if you level up, up to six cards. And then you try to get those best cards in your hand by the time you get back to the end. So you go into these places and using the abilities to discard the rubbish cards to draw extras or get rid of those duplicates. So it almost feels like you're not wasting turns, and even when you get those cards in your hand, which you think are rubbish, there's opportunities to just switch them out or discard them all the way through. You know, discarding your duplicates down, discarding the cheap cost cards. Um, just if the location doesn't help, just yeah. drawing a card and discarding one, you've always got ways to manipulate what you've got in your hand in it. So it never feels like you're in, you're stuck, yeah. Unless you play like me and you discard all the good stuff down and then realise you've got one space left and you just draw up a load of
1: duplicates (laughs) again. You made made a good point there, sort of, like, you know, um, like, the game must have been absolutely play-tested to death because there wasn't any buildings, really, that were out that we thought, that's actually quite rubbish. Like, it was all very contextual. If you needed more money, you went to the money spots. If you needed to sort your hand out and get rid of cows, you went to those spots. And it all felt very tight, even at the end of the game. It all felt useful, right? Very much useful, yeah, rather than sometimes... Um, certain areas can feel quite flabby or like, you know, after the first sort of rounds then locations have become useless um, in some Euro-style games. Whereas here, everything it, it just felt very, very considered. They, they did feel less useful towards the end. So because you have your own
2: set of buildings, we all had the same buildings, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you realistically, with a couple of exceptions, have to build them in a certain order. You get a choice of three at the first level, then... There's one at the second level. Yeah. That's about as far as we got. Um, So you all end up building the same buildings, but like the one where you gain gold for the, uh, two gold for every other building you've got in the forest. The the economy one, wasn't it? Very early on at the game, that was really useful for getting the gold, but by the end of the game, we were just skipping past those locations because it was no no longer really that,
1: that beneficial yeah but you have to just by, end up paying each other but by that point we'd already got our like massive uber herd I mean. sort of so where we're getting like 20 around. Though. yeah you ended up with about 80 gold didn't you <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah yeah, isn't that <laughs> 101 actually but you know <laughs> like early on those were useful so you get to build them early on then later on it's not as and it's quite good that the game back to the playtest and it's like clearly that's what you need yeah. early game then later when the other stuff starts coming out, it's not as useful anymore, but you can just skip past it because you've got extra movements yeah. and things. And the way the movement works is you can move up to three locations. So yeah. you can actually just skip past those. You move up to the next location. It's not just yeah. a place, is it? No. So that's something three else you level up as well, isn't
0: it? You can, you can level up your movement to make that even more effective up to four Which, or five. Which space. means that you can
2: be skipping back to Kansas more frequently, faster yeah. and faster. Skipping past all of these buildings, but... That's an interesting dynamic as well, where you the faster you move,
0: uh, the quicker you get to Kansas, and the quicker you get those scoring rounds in. Yeah. But also there's a temptation to sort of kind of use every space along the way to maximise your hand by the time you get to Kansas. And there's this weird sense of like, oh, somebody's, you know, maybe Lucky's finished the board more quickly and it looks like he's going to lap me now. And then you're sort of trying to work out but is that a good thing you know has he yeah. missed all these extra spots that i'm scooping up along the way and uh there's a interesting sense of timing about um you, you always feel like you're on the back foot and either you should be moving faster or, or yeah. slower and using all the buildings or not using all the buildings yeah. and
1: the game if you i suppose if you sort of um decide that you're gonna like not sort of rush um to get to kansas and then concentrate more on passing your hand or on Trying to build up more money so you can buy more workers towards like when you get when you get to the end of the map. Because there's certain like predefined locations already out there. There's a real danger that you can miss out on one of these Kansas trips. And if you sort of fall behind for whatever reason, so like you can't claim as many um, cities, or you can't um, just literally get get there quick enough. You I I think I finished about twenty victory points behind you, Tristan, and then you again were about fifteen behind Sam. And all of a sudden these gaps can open up. And throughout the entire game, you always feel this like sort of like panic state of conf- game state confusion, don't you? Where it's like, am I winning? Am I losing? Yeah, like, there's, there's, there's
0: no going on. victory point tracker, is there? It's all, it's spread across, I think, 11 different elements. Like we said before, you get points for cows, points for train stations, points yeah. for this, that and the other buildings and everything. But what that left me with at the end of it was that we all had similar sort of amounts of workers, buildings we were all at a similar spot on the train tracks um, and we were all sort of competing for all the different elements uh, except obviously Sam, had you'd improved your deck and had like all the high cost cows and stuff. Whereas Leckie had um, achieved more of the train station yeah. master objectives and things like that. So there was like some flexibility, but it feels like if we played it again, we'd all be able to pursue new different strategies. So, None of us filled a track of workers, which would give you a load of extra bonus victory points. None of us got the train to the very end of the track, which would get you loads of extra stations. Uh, none of us built um, buildings that required loads of workers. You know, we all just had a few of each of yeah. these bits. So it'd be interesting to play it again now and and know that there's like a ton of different options to pursue. Like I might go, okay, I'm just going to get my train. I'm going to get engineers in. So my trains are going to be super fast. You know, I'm going to get build the engineers to the end of the, I'm going to employ six of these dudes. So A, I get my extra victory points from having loads of the engineers. I unlock the individual engineer bonuses as I go. My trains are just whizzing around all over the place, going from station to station. And then Sam could be like, right, I'm going to go for builders, you know, and I'm going to build tons and tons of buildings. Uh, And Leckie might go, well, I'm just going to go really fast. I'm going to whiz around the board and just keep going yeah. to Kansas and dropping the up. So there's definitely like a lot of interesting and different strategies to
1: pursue. And we, I think tonight, just sort of had a taste of each of them. Oh, definitely. And you got, you sort of, you get the FOMO. Like if you see somebody like yeah, pushing the train. got cowboys, trainers. like he's got yeah.
0: cowboys. I need cowboys they, now.
1: They've got like seven stations and I've got two. I need to concentrate on stations and all of a sudden, like, all those cameras that you've built up just sort of, like, get forgotten about and then you've got this claggy hand of rubbish (laughs) when you do get to Kansas. I definitely had that one. I think you
0: two had had a bunch of cowboys and you, you when you were going to market, you had all these different options. And I was yeah. like, whenever I went to market, I just had to get the crappy little <laughs> three-legged cow or whatever it was just left remaining for all of your gold. Yeah. So then I was like, right, okay, I'm going to save up and make sure I get a cowboy, get an extra cowboy. And I did. Yeah. And then immediately employed him as a station master. <laughs> like I didn't get the benefit. And I was, got back to the start and I was like, oh yeah, I should have yeah. should have hung on there.
1: It's funny you mentioned that because it was around when I deliberately stopped at all the market action stops just to buy like seven cows because you and um, sam had bought all the cows out of the market around before i was like oh i can't let that happen again bye 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 cows. <laughs> and then i've got all like oh it was ridiculous at one point i had a hand and it had two five value cows in it i was like one of them's useless how do i get rid of it i can't burn it what, what do i do yeah well that's that's another
0: interesting because you, you buy those those cows and the worth yeah. points in your deck at the the end of the game. But functionally, if you buy duplicates of the same, you know, five-cost, yeah. same-color cow, yeah, if you draw them in the same turn, you got to burn one, you got to get rid of it yeah. somehow, and it's like, ah, I'm
1: wasting this. Oh, totally. There's a certain amount of satisfaction it's to heifer. be gleaned from uh, <laughs> starting around with, like, a rubbish hand, spending 20 minutes meticulously paring it down and getting rid of cows and putting new cows in, and then getting to Kansas and going, gin, I've got like I've got six different cows here and they're all unique. You try and find a blemish on them, and um, yeah, it's just super satisfying. It doesn't win you the game really. You know, it probably uses up a it feels lot. Feels like a resources. minor window during that round. Right? Oh yeah, it's a Marvel victory.
2: That was Definitely. that was like one of my tactics. I, I saw the cows and figured they'd be quite important. So That's why I started buying them early, as much as many as possible. You just thought they were pretty, yeah, very beautiful, um, but. As soon as I got a good hand, then I started rushing for Kansas. So I'd be stalling to go to all these places to get my deck right. And then as soon as I was like, okay, I've got enough to get to that location, which is where my train is, let's just rush to the end now. Let's just start leapfrogging places because I can get there, get those cash those points and start again, get some better cows. Yeah. Because when you cash the cows in at the end, you get a load of money for it as well. So you can start the next round yeah that was and a better foot slush. yeah and then you can have moved, you've, you'll have moved your train up a little bit and you'll unlock the next bit, but then you start to get more cows so it was like, all right, I can unlock the next
1: bit, I can get to the highest yeah. scoring points. So it was just building up, building up, rushed to the end and then start again. And it's I, quite. Well that was my penultimate round. I had uh, two two value cows of the same variety <laughs> Boo. And um, so I did like a cheeky little swapper card out you know discard a card and draw a card. And I got a unique cow, and I was like, "Yes, this is the best decision I've ever made." And <laughs> my I, can entire I can score some points from my last turn. So, it, like, even though you know I came last, it still felt like I was doing everything that I possibly could in order to um, in order to achieve it. And it just involved just uh, just enough gambling. So it was out it was like out of my hands, but within my sort of grasp as well. It just, it, The whole game felt just super nice and fun to play. I did it the opposite way when I had duplicates of cows and thought,
2: right, I'll trade them both in for four gold and draw Let's two new two. ones. <laughs> and I draw two that I'd already had one of in my hand, so I ended up with triple cows. <laughs> I, was, I was like, this is worth nothing in the last... <laughs> yeah.
1: There's one thing that I'd like to mention is the geographical element of moving your um, herd through all the different buildings and stuff on the, on the trail. They're, it's not linear. So you've got about four or five different pathways that open up and close down. There's um, danger like avalanches and deep um, fords and stuff that you have to get across, which other players can bring out when they get to Kansas. You can spend money to actually claim them. Again, They're were victory points, and they might close off a trail, and they might open up a trail, so then you can avoid paying a toll to one of your fellow players, or you can try and force everyone down towards one of your inns or something to make more money. And that's quite nice as well. It just feels like another element to the game where you fact, up and up clearing You get
2: victory points as well. So You do, yeah. You're encouraged to
1: clear them, not only to open up the path, but also because they give you points yeah. and go towards the objectives. But it also means that some of the paths stay suspicious or clear because people actually end up getting greedy for them. So the second they come out, then someone will claim it. And it's like, well, that would normally stop people from going to my like general store. But now the general store is open. Thanks. <laughs> and everyone's spending money there. It's like, it is, yeah, it's just... it's. I think it's, um, it's a really fun game and the theme sounds so dry when you explain it to somebody. But when you actually get into the actual gameplay, then it all makes perfect sense and it all actually ticks along the, the very me- nicely. The mechanics are quite fun. The mechanics are super fun and they're all like, some of them are like super old, they've been around as long as like games. And some of them feel super fresh because they've just mixed it up in a way that's just different. Yeah, and everything, like you said, uh,
0: just reinforcing what you're saying about, like, everything that comes out feels like it's got a use. You know, those disasters come out and you expect them all to just stack up over the course of the game. But actually, no, somebody's motivated to clear them up after themselves and claim them as victory points. But everything serves a purpose. And the iconography is really, it's it's so elegant and easy to pick up. Like, within a couple of turns, I I gave as always, gave you guys almost no rules explanation before we started playing. I was like, you'll pick it up. And you did. You know, you were away in a couple of turns. Yes, it led to a couple of retcons.
1: Yeah. But
0: it was one of those where you're like,
1: oh, okay, I get what this
0: icon does. There's a couple of questions here and there, but basically you're just like, yeah.
1: Yeah, we had like player board and icon explanation 101, didn't we? Like we looked at one or two buildings, we looked at the track and then we're like, okay, let's go for it. And yeah, it didn't take long at all. I mean, we messed up a couple of things, but... It's, it's this game that, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's like all of those games, like the Euros,
0: where you've got all of the stuff in front of you and you're like, oh my God, what does all of this mean? Yeah. And then after literally about two turns, like, oh yeah, it's all coming together. Yeah. And that's what it was like learning it as well, picking up the rule book. I was like, oh, it looks like a big, dense rule book, you know, it's going to take me ages to process this. But then you're like, oh, you move your guy, you do a thing, the yeah. And next player, that's you know. It. And those... You just can't go wrong with that. And and there's a little bit of eclipse in there with the player boards like <laughs> and the way you level up by like, yeah, moving um, the, the wooden tokens off, which I really enjoyed.
1: Well my only criticism, and it's so nitpicky, would be perhaps the train line needs a little bit more explanation somehow, so that people really get that there's a train race for stations and that you're trying to and those are completely separate to claiming cities and like where you're sending your cameras at the end. I, I I just, I struggled to separate the two. It took me a, a long that, time. Is that a criticism to... of Tristan's no, it's a description of the I think it is. <laughs> not, not really, because we, we all admit we're all relying heavily on the iconography of the game and the actual design of the board layout in order to learn the game as we're going along. And that's perfectly valid because you can do that. It's just, that's the one area where it wasn't so simple because the trains doing several different jobs so Which are all separate it, from the rest of the stuff that's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I see what you mean. That's it. Like I said, it's super nitpicky. Like, we all had fun, even though, like, we played, we all played it in completely different ways. We all had fun with it. And if we were to play it again, we'd all probably choose different strategies, but just because we'd want to mess around with it and see what happened. Yeah. Coming yeah. back to one of the other things you were saying before about the um, everything seems like it's got value. Even
2: I quite like the way that the movement worked. So you've got a, a maximum range, of movement instead of having a set movement or rolling a dice movement, it's you start off and you can move three spaces or three buildings. So it's not just spaces that are yeah. wasted. So you're looking at the next three buildings going, right, What which of these is going to be useful for me? I might have to pay a bit to go through some of these, but I can choose one of these three or one of these four when you level up. So you always feel like you can do something. It's not just land on and then make the most out of
1: the yeah. situation. So I think it was quite a nice mechanic that as well. Yeah, that, you, could, that movement you could move one onto a tile, and then ignore the tile, and then just do whatever's on your playboard that you think is useful to you at the time. Yeah,
2: loads of options. It meant you could sort of, as you were getting closer to Kansas City, you'd sort of work out how many spaces you could leapfrog over. So you'd go, "Oh, this turn, I'll just move these two and just do a basic action here, so I yeah. can move all four and get through to the Kansas City in one go." So yeah. I, th- I quite like that. It it was a lot more decision based than just luck based or yeah. stuff. I think it was quite nice. Yeah, the it, ECO it felt useful.
0: Nice. Um, you didn't just sort of go, or if if you did, you were building up to a bigger turn. But there were there wasn't any feeling like um, we're playing Rise of Queensdale at the moment with Francesco and and some of those some turns you're just like oh I'm just gonna get a gold you know and. You can do that in Great Western Trail as well, but most of the time you've got a bunch of other options you can do as well, uh, or you're doing that specifically to to tee up another option. It very rarely feels like, oh, I don't know what to do this turn, so I'll just get a gold or just draw a card. It's always part of a a mini strategy or a mini goal that you're working towards as well. You always feel motivated by what's there and you don't get the dreaded sort of miss a turn vibes. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) No, not at all. Um, it'll be really cool to is there any expansions available for this game it'll, I think it only came out last year I yeah oh, it's a super so. recent game I'm, it's a sort of a weird one because I thought that it had been out for a few years but I think it was maybe just the buzz of the game leading up to the. like I don't know if it was kickstarted but leading up to its release and then after its release yeah, I know loads of people were talking about it loads of people still mention it on the podcast when they mention like what sort of games they love playing mm. and is it this Alexander V that's doing Blackout as well Blackout Hong Kong right um, but that's another game as well that's like seems to be quite interesting and quite like it, hotly anticipated. Yeah, quite buzz behind it, um, and it makes me really excited to try and like check out that game as well now. Yeah, especially in light of playing this. Oh, definitely.
0: I think it really benefits as well from all those games that have come before. You know, like you were talking about Agricola and stuff like that. Yeah. And I saw some discussion about this on a Facebook group the other day where someone was saying the quantity of games is increasing every year, which of course it is, uh, but the quality isn't. And I was like in two minds about it because I was like, actually, uh, and we've got Dominion sitting on the table here, which we're going to discuss at some point in a future episode. But what it does is these games, that the sort of groundbreaking ones that set the rules, then allow a bunch of following games, you know, like you've got Agricola and a worker placement type games, and then you've got games like this, Great Western Trail, and you can immediately jump in and add a theme and level it yeah. up a notch and add all these interesting things and skip out all the stuff that didn't work so well in the older games to actually deliver straight away a really high-quality game with great components, great art, and good, you know, really solid gameplay yeah. straight away. And I think, actually, the variety of games does mean that people can draw on more different sources of inspiration yeah. to develop new interesting themes that you've perhaps not seen before. You know, I would never have thought cattle herding would be something <laughs> that I go for. I know, you sold, so you thought it was a cowboy yeah. game, didn't you? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I just wanted to wear a Stetson while we were playing. But, uh, Explains why you head to toe in denim. <laughs> we'll be playing Western Legends next week and uh, <laughs> rolling dice or whatever. Um, but no, it's just, it, I think it does give people the opportunity to stand on the shoulders of
1: giants. Yeah.
0: And use other designs and, and make more interesting and oh, cool definitely themes and
1: games out of them. Yeah. And it's it's not like this is a case of picking four or five different mechanics from different games and chucking them all together in a box because
0: carefully thought out and yeah carefully sewn together
1: wouldn't work well half as well unless it'd been really well designed if you're going to sort of like show someone what an example of like a really well designed game both in like games design and graphics design and packaging and just everything really nothing seems out of place and it all seems very cohesive and it feels like um it's almost like an instant classic isn't it it feels like it's the way it always was yeah the only way
0: i think if you had a problem with if you had like bovine fear, that might be yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the only way that you'd, you'd come away with a negative experience. But yeah, there was just there's so much to like, and it's, oh, it's deep enough that I definitely want to play it again and and give it another go and try some different strategies and ting.
2: It's a bit, it might be sound a bit weird, but to me, it didn't feel like a euro as much. It it did feel quite like the theme was quite a, like heavy in it. I like my heavy theme type games, but I was quite invested in it as a whole. I think it was. I think it was down to the imagery on the cards and the board. You feel like a proper rancher. A massive a jolly rancher. rancher. <laughs> <laughs> um maybe not that far, but compared to a lot of Euros, like um with like playing Agricola and stuff, and was just like uh there's there's wood on a board. Like <laughs> 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 and you kinda lose the immersion. Um even Carcassonne, which the theme's a bit better, is again it's not as immersive, but I think this was quite quite nice for that. Uh, so I think I, I got invested in it a bit more.
1: Cool. Just yeah, 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 just a thing that I thought. No, it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely a game of what, what you make of it. At the end of the day, the theme is just a mechanism to cover up what is essentially counting. You know, you're like you, you're just doing a, some maths all the way around. You know, you're adding stuff up, you t- you're subtracting stuff, and I counted the best. And yeah, you're trying to just optimize but, whatever you've got in your hand at the beginning of the round. It doesn't always feel that way. Um, like the train definitely distracts you from that. Um, adds a few extra elements into what could be a, quite a dull experience of draw cards, pass down, move on. They've added enough stuff, which within its own right feels like makes, makes the game what it is. It's probably like five different games in one, but you can't tell where one of those sorts of games mechanism ends and the new one starts. It all blends and works so, so well together. What do you think of the cover? I think the cover's pretty cool.
0: They look a bit like Thunderbirds. A little bit. It's three blokes with hats looking at you.
1: So, yeah, if you want to do a ginkgo wiggle I'm not sure it's
2: not the same bloke in slightly
1: different poses and slightly different ages. To me, it looks. Yeah, (laughs) maybe they're all
0: related. that's that's the three main dudes, isn't it? It's the cowboy, the engineer, and the craftsman on the front cover. It's, I think I think the, the front cover could be more evocative. If I had to make a fa- criticism, it would be talking over Lucky and
1: not let him finish a sentence it, um, whilst he's trying to say anything. I'm going to put on my. just talking. I'm going to put time. on my um, art student beret and say it represents the three faces of man during the 19th century. Lucky, like Sam, and Tristan. The rancher, the engineer, and the craftsman. So you are those three job pipes. or oh, Where, where's the farmer? Just mess with one 3D model slightly and to make the artwork cheaper. Who knows?
0: It does have a train in the corner.
1: It has. It's got, you know, it's got, got, got It's fine. It's great. <laughs> it looks nice. The art on the board is better.
2: Yeah. Inside the box is prettier than the outside. Yeah, but
1: what? come on. It's a great game and it looks pretty as well. So let's not complain too hard. Um, that's <laughs> us for another week. Remember to uh, leave us a review on iTunes or uh, on SoundCloud and to give us a nice big rating as well. You can join us on Facebook at the Board Shitless Facebook group or you can find us on Twitter at board underscore Chitless. And there's probably some other places as well, but, you know, I'll try and remember those for next week. So until then, goodbye. Bye. Bye.